Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the pregame with Jubilee. 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 Hello, this is Jubilee, and you are listening to the pregame. Today, I have New York City's Astrolith super producer that makes ill dance music as well as works with recording artists as well. And as part of the Red Bull family, we are going to talk about Mode Selector, making your own tunes, performing live versus DJing. And we're going to talk a little bit about Boston. You want me to 
all the songs in my mix for this episode are all from my new Magic City compilation that just came out last week. Uh, this one is Mobile Girl right now, Vivi Bass. But if you go back and look at the track list on SoundCloud, you will see all of these are brand new. Maybe one or two of them was from the older ones, but... It's all, um, all free compilation that I put out with opening ceremony last week. Thank <laughs> you. 
This is Jubilee, and you are listening to The Pregame, and I am here with Astrolith. Yo. Yo. DJ Astrolith, producer, <laughs> super, what's going on? You know, just uh, just living the life of my dreams. The life of the dungeon studio <laughs> yeah. that you're usually in. I like your, your Instagram posts, studio <laughs> posts. They're very realistic. Well, some people are at the club all the time, and I'm in the studio all the time. You're like, Saturday night, this and is it's what I like, got. <laughs> literally the screen. You gotta make lemonade, you know? You do, and, and everything that you're doing is coming out great, so... Well, that's nice to hear that. Yeah, I mean... You spend your life in a little cubby, it's nice to come out to some love. It's, it is nice. It's, people are playing your stuff, I hear it. I'm playing the shit out of your stuff right now. I've, um, oh, I've, that, that's one of the things that has made me very happy in the past <laughs> few years. I have to tell you, seriously, you know, that was, it's always exciting for me to hear you play my stuff. Yes, I'm doing my job. Um, you, are you from Baltimore? Where are you from? No, I'm, I grew up in Southern California. Okay. So I moved to Boston when I was like for college. Oh, you I, moved to, no, I knew this. You mm-hmm. moved to Boston. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought Baltimore. Maybe it was because of a B. You went to Berkeley. Yeah. I knew that. See? And my brother went to the other Berkeley, and so a lot of people that get right. that mixed up, which is fun. But And you went there, and then you moved here. Mm-hmm. When did you move here? Oh, 10. Okay. Summertime. When did... Me and you did a weird panel at South by Southwest. Must have been, like... What year was that? Oh, 12 or something like that. I feel like that was the last time I went. Me too. Yeah. Me too, actually. And like, I, every year I'm like, should I go? And then, you know, I see Nick Hook post something like, don't go. You know, like on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like it's a little true. whisper. And I'm like, okay. This go. year was kind of a dead land. Like, usually it's your whole feed, like on social media. And it was oh, totally. like four people. Really? So you were there? No, no. Oh. I was, a, me and Suze from Mixpack were in Asia. That's right. But we were like, damn, like... It's hard keeping tabs on you these days. I, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I'm not going to lie. But I'm here, and yeah. I still make it to do this podcast. And sometimes it's a little bit last minute, but it works out. Well, when, <laughs> you know, when the, per- when the person you want to talk to is, like, downstairs on a cot. I know, <laughs> I know. Have you ever slept here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been here... Well, I've slept here during, like normal I haven't I haven't like gotten a night's sleep here I've definitely fallen asleep here and I've been here like for days on end without going to sleep so technically I've slept here sure okay I feel that there are a few things that I won't do down there and sleeping is think sleeping's a thing I will do it's just like you sometimes you just take a nap and it gets a little longer than you think it's going to oh yeah I mean and you can't you can't underestimate the power of like just a little like a squirt of sleep you know yeah. what I mean no just to center you, need you. just that Boom. I won't go so far as to like keeping a toothbrush here. You know what I mean? Like some people will do that. And I'm like, you're just setting yourself up. For, right. To just live here. To be limitless. I know. I feel like when we opened the Mixed Pack studio, Dre Skull was going to maybe put a fold out couch. And then he like <laughs> thought about like what would happen if he did that. And he was just like, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, because then like, you th- you know, you think it's it's for the best and you've got the right sort of sentiment in mind when you do something like that. But sooner or later you're going to be on the phone like, hey, babe, you want to come and sleep at the studio? Yeah, right. And that's when things start really going downhill, you know? <laughs> Side note, the reason we're having this conversation is because Astrolith does make a ton of tunes and has his own thing going on. But he also is an engineer at Red mm-hmm. Bull Studios, which is a very big job. 
and you've seen tons of very important faces come in and out. Yeah. And yeah. it's probably been a pretty crazy experience for you. Well, it's been great. I mean, first and foremost, because I was an RBMA participant in Paris. Right. So that's how I got linked with the studio in the first place. Because it's like this, it's sort of this mirage to a lot of people. Like people have like, uh, you know, you and I have been here a lot and, you know, obviously we're in the radio studio and we have a relationship with going with a relationship going with Red Bull and the people who run the studios. But a lot of people who come in for the first time are they're like, oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, it exists. How much does it cost? You know, and I'm <laughs> like, like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, so I got linked up with the studio because I was actually supposed to record cakes uh, one day. And this was like prior to RBMA, but after I got linked with everybody. Mm -hmm. And I basically emailed Chris, the studio manager, and I was like, hi, you don't know me. I'm looking for studio time to record a rapper which is like everybody's favorite to hear, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, cool, entire <laughs> yeah. day, done. Yeah, let's do that. Um, but then I just, I hit him with an email right after because like I've, I've been like freelancing as an engineer and a producer for a really long time. Um, you were at a different studio. I was at Stadium Red. It just plays right. studio for a while. I remember. And it shut down like, and so there was this like, there was this period of time where I was just kind of bouncing around freelancing. I worked with Dre a little bit mm -hmm. and like, so the basically I'm I'm not like a studio dude in the traditional sense. I don't have that pedigree. I didn't like start out emptying ashtrays in like the Dave Grohl sense of the studio <laughs> world. Yeah. You know? But um but as far as electronic music con is concerned, it's like it's it's totally my wheelhouse and it's something that's like very closely aligned with the mission of the Red Bull Music Academy and a lot of the artists that come into the studio. And so um I got in touch with Chris and I was like, by the way, do you need anybody? And he was like, actually, sure. And it just turned out that, you know, my skill set really complemented the people who were here. And I'm always up for learning stuff. And right. It's because like there's a really good chance that someday I will be super uncool. And knowing how to mic a drum kit is probably a good idea. I don't think you'll ever be uncool, but you That's, might feel uncool. I like <laughs> yeah. OK, good. It's not just me then. Because whenever I'm feeling uncool, somebody tells me I'm cool and I'm like, all right, fine. That's good. That's it's really nice. It's nice. It's nice. Finally, in my life, going to the well and having there be water there. You know? <laughs> it is good to like have music all around you while you're making it and not going crazy. Yes. Hustling, mm -hmm. but you're still hustling. But you're doing shit that you like. And I, like I have always been. I do this podcast. I I do a bunch of things. Um, that make me 24-7 in music. And mm -hmm. while music can drive you insane, it's really nice to like have your hands in different things. And I think that it's really good for creativity. Completely. I mean, for the right people. Like, yeah. I found For that people like us. For like, people like us. Like, we're social animals, you know? Yeah. And, like, there's some people... I mean, I feel like the dream when I was, like, 20, I was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna, like, I'd love to fire off a couple beats and make a kajillion dollars and then just make the shit that I feel like making and who cares, like, the rest of the time. And there's still totally a part of me that feels that way. Like, I mean, money's don't rad. we all? Yeah, exactly. But... <laughs> But I think that I finally struck a balance in my life in terms of like, I have plenty of time where I'm alone in my studio making tracks and I feel fulfilled in that way. Um, but there's enough stuff that is like, you know, the under the sort of like making a living category. Right. That pulls me out of that where I'm interacting with people and doing things that are slightly different. And 
uh, you know, like recording bands and 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 you know, talking with you on the podcast and stuff like yeah. that. It's 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 nice to have a variety and also to just be in different spaces, like taking advantage That's of great. this. Yeah, it's one of the great things we have in this city that I really like. Yeah. And there are all these places where you can be and like you change your headspace and you get back to the studio and you're like, no, I guess not so bad. This is actually I know. fun. And you like know? New York is so great because like there's so much different kinds of music and everyone's pretty cool. I don't care what anybody says. No, like, I totally agree. Everyone's like, if you're not like, if you feel like everybody's not cool with everybody, it's you because I've been doing this <laughs> for a cool while here and working in nightclubs yeah. and throwing parties and whatever. And like, for the most part, everybody's pretty like supportive of each other. Rappers are friends with bands. Like, Mm-hmm. And it's like a pretty cool network here, and it is inspiring to like go to some weird show, and you'll see the most random person there. Oh, totally. And like you're like, oh, you're into this too, cool, or oh, you're friends with so and so, and it's like, yeah. it's all music at the end of the day, and like, also at the end of the day, everything's engineered and made electronically now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, hey, we need to all stick together. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I could, I couldn't agree more. I think that's totally like a symptom of the times is that we're all like. I'm not dying to be in a band right now, you know, like, but there is something to that, to being around other people. Yeah. And we, as like electronic music producers, whatever you want to call it, we have different ways of kind of getting that social fill and a lot of it's parties. And yeah, I mean, but to go back to what you were saying, I couldn't agree more. I feel like people are so supportive. Like when you're 20, you know, and starting out, there's always that fear that people are going to be like, what are you doing? Why'd you make this track? It sucks. You know, like go back to your mom's house. At the end of the day, everyone's busy and no one cares. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> no one cares about your track. Sorry. And there, and there's just and there's just room to have fun and get better. And the people who really stick to it in yeah. this in this city, especially, really love it. And I I find so much love and and so a much lot of support. eye rolls, but also a lot of love. Yeah, but that's <laughs> but the good as thing. As long as it's just eye rolls, I'm cool. <laughs> I, I, I dole out plenty of eye rolls. I mean, yeah. it would be it would be so it would be such bullshit if I was starting to be like, what the fuck? What's with the eye roll? You yeah. Know? And when that eye roll emoji came out, I felt like I hit the jackpot. Right, it took me a while to figure out what that was. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was just like someone looking up, like, I don't want to make eye contact. Oh, this God. is awkward. I, I was waiting for that emoji for like years. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. When do we get it? The one on message boards used to actually move and roll. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I never like I I feel like someday you will be if this hasn't happened already because you're like magical <laughs> and everywhere. But I feel like someday you will be like an open consultant for this <laughs> for kind emojis. of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I do. I, I really, I have been on the internet for a minute. You're good at internet. I got to tell you. Sometimes I'm good at it. Sometimes I'm really well, bad Well, I mean, that's the other thing is that like people, there's so many things to have fun with and to explore and enjoy. And like, I'm not the Twitter dude. <laughs> and like, I try not to beat myself up over that. And, but like some people are and it's, it's fun. funny. New York Twitter is really funny though, because it's like music writers, musicians, like everybody's like yeah. they see each other a lot and mm-hmm. also like our friends are really rad journalists mm-hmm. as well as like really funny like everyone's out all the time so they're tweeting from when they're out like yeah. people in other cities are like oh I don't really use it anymore but it's it's because they're not who's in these streets tweeting yeah and like three people will answer and be like me <laughs> and like that's how you can wind up hanging out and it's just like a funny social app if you like are in a world where everybody is kind of using it. Yeah, totally. And that's the only time where it's been useful. I mean, I joined Twitter because 
I was going to see some shows and the and bands would be like talking about the show and they'd be like, hey, does anyone have any requests or whatever? Yeah. And I was like, I should get on this. That's cool. People can interact and shit. That's better than other stuff. You That's know? pretty funny. Like it's it's funny and right now. It kind of at a moment where it like was dying and then mm-hmm. like politics got really crazy, I think, and like it, now it's like ruining the world. But we have all these people who just <laughs> figured out like how how like insane you can go on the internet. Oh, you can go so insane. Yeah. It's actually just like you're like, whoa, I thought I've seen everything and now I actually haven't. Nope. We, yeah. <laughs> when we had J-Hood recording, he was literally like on Instagram live like put like he was just like everywhere dude it's amazing that's a full-time job it's just something like I said I've come to terms with the fact that I'm not that dude yeah I, I'm not either but I would like to be but I just like it's so many things <laughs> I I remember seeing Mike Q DJ at output like last year it was a while ago but he was he was playing and he was like so much fun and and Teddy who you know uh, Rar Kelly was standing next to me, like tweeted at him or something like that, and we saw him like lift up his phone, tweet back, and then like cue up another track, and it was like some like fiery response, like right in the moment. He didn't just, just like beat. So good at and it. He's got the crowd going and everything. I was just like, this is this guy really knows what he's doing. Like, I DJed with Pinch like during Banff a couple of years ago, and he was like playing all vinyl and like killing it. Like he was playing like my ideal like dubstep grime. Like, That's awesome. It was so sick and I tweeted some I was playing I played after him and he was like so in it, right? Yeah. And I tweeted like God, how am I gonna follow Pinch or something? And I like go up to like switch over with him. He's like, Oh, I saw your tweet. You'll like, be fine. <laughs> and I was just like, how? <laughs> how did you see that? You're like like literally like so into the, your set right now. I don't get it. That's the life some people are so good at that it's, it's, <laughs> and he's not a he doesn't tweet a lot like it was just funny yeah so well that, that's my favorite is the verbal yeah. tweet back you know like hey saw your tweet sometimes you hear about it days later my favorite thing to do is if i'm at a party and i see someone i know but they're kind of across or like i'm not ready to do the club chat with anyone yeah. yet like i'll tweet like wow there are like a ton of star eyes doppelgangers in here tonight what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> like wait and see watch them look around and be like, what is going on? You're <laughs> like, oh, are you here? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Louis V Exclusive, who's been on my Magic City compilation and who comes to see me and has come in several different cities, DM'd me after I play, like, yo, you killed it. Never says hi. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, dude, you're my friend. You, like, I like you. Like, at least come up to the booth and, like, wave. See, I know? can totally respect that. I'm all about the Polish exit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't want to wait in line after a show to tell people how hard they kill. Like, I was there. No, it's he's awesome, just like, you know? he calls me. He's like, I want to come. I'm like, cool, I'll list you. Yeah. He comes, he tweets about it. Then he texts me, like, yo, you were so good. And I'm like, dude. I want to give you a hug. I, you're my friend. Yeah. <laughs> he's swear he does it. He's done it in LA, Portland, I think. <laughs> like he does it in like he, I don't he travels a lot and he's always where I am for some really weird reason. I thought you were going to say it was a bunch of places that are close together. Like he came to no, show in no, Brooklyn and in Manhattan really and in weird Queens. <laughs> like he'll come like he'll be like in Orlando and, and find out I'm DJing in Miami and he'll come down with all his friends and like his girlfriend oh, and that's like That's fucking awesome. He'll like like just he, he won't tell me he's there. You know, and then I'll see him in the crowd and be like, yo, dickhead. Like, <laughs> I love that, though. That's just like he's really there to enjoy it. He's not there to be like, what's up, Jubilee? Oh, hey, what's up? Uh, fucking so whoever you're playing with. It's so funny. So anyways, you are you've done a ton of stuff with like a lot of vocalists that I love. 
Yeah. And on this northeast, in this northeast world it's, of the country. It's pretty exciting. It is really exciting. You've done stuff with cakes. You've done stuff with TT. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Bankrock as well, right? A ton, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... I think that that's really cool because I love all those vocalists. Me too. So. They're they're. It's been really lucky because um, there have there. It's just by happenstance that there have been personal connections to yeah. these people who are actually like my favorite working MCs right now. Yeah, and so good. they're again super nice. Like yeah. as we've been you and know, like they just want to work. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you know what? Me fucking too. That's the thing. Like yeah, I I really respect it when people show up and they're like like. Like no, no shade to, to Cakes and Spankrock. They're both they both have super heavy work ethics, but there is no one like TT the artist in the studio. She works harder than anybody. It's unreal. Like her, like when she put out that album with like a million. I'm just like, girl, <laughs> dude. We cut those all of those tracks in two days. Yeah, like no joke. It was unbelievable, and she'd be like, I've. I've been around the block enough times to know when someone's going to need me to like go get lunch while they write a verse. Yeah. And with her, I didn't see it coming because she'd like someone would bring a beat in or like she'd get a beat from like Bauer or from um, from Bryn Mawr or someone that just like came in hot off the presses. And she'd be like, oh, I got to write something for this. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to put it on loop and like go get my passport redone and, you know, like go do a bunch of shit and like, you know, and, you know, head to the doctor and maybe do my taxes and shit. And then I'll come back in like 15 hours and we can record this first, you know, or whatever. But she'll like, I'd go to the bathroom or something. She'd be like, okay, I'm ready. Like, let's go right now. And her stuff is always amazing. It's unreal. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. She's, she's a lot of fun to work with and she keeps me on my toes as an engineer too. Yeah. And are you, are you working on like, any other things right now with some artists or is it just kind of like do you have like all these ideas with the same crew right at the moment there are a couple of new people that aren't like far enough along to talk about yeah I don't that's wanna, kind of what i, I, don't I know there's underground <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so like i'm in the i'm in the like playing footsie with people stage with a right. handful of folks but like i have new projects going with cakes i mean i always record cakes right just because it's it's great to see them. I'm like, I mean, they all work so hard and like yeah. they just they can spit forever and they just want to <laughs> do it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm really glad that they are. I mean, Spankrock has been around for a while and he he is he has the respect that he deserves, certainly. Yeah. But like having worked with Cakes and TT in sort of the early years of their careers and seeing them bubble up a little bit um, has been super cool because they have more opportunities coming at them but they still just clearly love what they do yeah um which has to be the case another cool thing about those three people is all three of them have the craziest stage presence unbelievable like and i got them on stage i got them all on one track too yeah i was i have the only track that has all three of them i believe it's like when they're together and then when they're together on stage it's just like Oh my god, Dude, I what was, is even happening I, right now? I was out of town when they played PS1. It was so crazy. I was like overseas and I didn't have cell reception or something like that. And someone, and Teddy who was there, watched them play. And somehow TT being TT got like Spankrock to come up and he was like, Cakes, you have to stay in town. We're going to do this song. And like I was like running around wherever I was and I got back to my hotel room that night and I got like 600 like really long video messages of them playing (laughs) and just watched them over and over again. It was so good. Like she like just went in and like I think 
I saw you there when I played with Spank Rock. I think so. At Good Room, and they kind of did the same thing. Right. That was the world premiere. Yeah, and it was just like... There was so much energy, on, and I don't think people were ready for it. Like, it was a chill night, and then the thing about Spank Rock is, like, I, I've seen him perform a million times, and I never really got him until I saw him live, and then I was like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. person, like, is, un like, unreal. He just commands the room. And he had that place, like... Like, he just turned it up, like, mm -hmm. so many levels that night. And, oh, yeah. I, and, like, brought her out and brought cakes out. And I remember I brought my spin instructor. Shout out to Halston. No shit. <laughs> who's a huge Spank Rock fan. Oh, that's awesome. And, like, I was like, just come to this show. Like, I trust me, it's going to be lit. Yeah. I think, um, did Amanda? Amanda came out, too. Amanda came and they did they did uh, Assassin yeah. together. So she came and she was, like, freaking out. Also freaking out that all of them were so nice. Yeah. Like, she was just like, I can't believe I'm talking to these people. And oh, my God. And oh, I'm isn't like, that great? And it was so funny. She was like, I'm so, like, she was tired that earlier. And she's like, I'm so glad you made me come to this show. And I remember me and you were there. And, like, it just really, I, like, I'll never forget the energy of that show. Uh, Spank Rock hit me up, like, that day. And he was like, yo. And we had, like, just finished, like, getting all the recordings together. Because it took a long time to get verses from all three of them. They're both, like, really busy. Yeah. And... Like, it, I had just finished putting it together and sent it to everyone and hadn't even gotten it mastered. And he was like, can you send me, like, a stage version of this, like, right now? And I was like, okay, great. And it happened that day. And I remember standing there in the crowd and, like, no one knew what that song was, basically, except me and That's the three the of thing. them. That's the thing. And the yeah. fact that you could get people to turn up like that on a song that they've never heard is, like... Not an easy thing to do. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a testament to their showmanship. I mean, yeah. it's like the unbelievable dynamic that they have. And like, I mean, like I could be talking to Cakes and he could be like, oh, I got a parking ticket and I stubbed my toe. But he gets on stage <laughs> and it's like, it's like unreal, you know. But I was standing there like, like just busting. And I, and I like wasn't even moving. I was like so happy. And I was looking at everyone else. And I was like, no one has any idea how thrilling this is for me. Yeah, because like, you like. Yeah. <laughs> I was just savoring every fucking second. You were putting second. those puzzle pieces together. So besides working with other people, which you do, you also make your own electronic music, yeah, yeah. which I have one of your songs coming out on my compilation that has been a long time coming. I'm so happy about that. I have to tell you, like I DJ like four times a year. Like I usually do like a live thing, but I play Dab Daddy like every fucking that's opportunity. That's Louie who I comes I to my gig and never says I know. anything. That's, that's the thing. That track is a fuck. It's unreal. It's so good. Yeah. He's really special, that guy. Like, he really, like. You can just tell from the track. It's like yeah. this such advanced shit, you know? He's so funny. Um, I would like more music from him, actually. I, I kind of wanted to ask him to do this compilation again, but mm -hmm. I think I'll, I will wait until next year because there's a lot right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you got a lot of people to manage, but... Yeah, it's been kind of crazy, but... But I, I'm... Anyway, you're I'm You're helping so, me out with that. <laughs> I, I, I'm loving every second and I'm really enjoying... I, I love the fact that, like, I was able to give you a track for it. Yeah, and it's your so track cool. on there is fire. Thank I'm, you. It will probably be out soon. Judging by when this podcast goes out. I guess we, that's up we, to we us. We pre-record. <laughs> uh, it's kind of up to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, you make really cool, dark, 
weird tunes, and you play live. Yeah. Because you played My Party Alive last year. Which was so much fun. Yeah. Is that a goal, or...? A goal to play live? Like, only play live, like a live show? Well, I mean, that's, like, my background is as, like, a live musician. Like, I'm a guitarist. I toured, like, the world playing guitar in bands in high school um, and, like, early in college. And so, I mean, I just feel like you got to do what really makes sense for you. And Mm -hmm. there was a time in my life where I was like, I should learn how to DJ. But there are people in my life like you and, like, Wheezy and, like, Vivian are, like, really good examples who, when I see you guys DJ, I'm like... These people like are really good at DJing and are like Thanks. really into it as a specific thing. It's not like a means to an end. You know what I mean? That's funny because I feel that way about playing live. Like, yeah. I'm like, hey, I have a ton of my own tracks, but like, this is not like I like DJing. Yeah. And like, I'm not meant to play live. That's the thing. And like, I, I, I can be having a fucking dinner party and be like the deer in the headlights over like what track to play next, and they're like right. two people around, and like. <laughs> So, I mean, DJing is super fun, but I just really like playing live. I like having something to do yeah. and things. It feels... And you, like, you do it. Like, you, that's, like, your job, and you're good at using hardware and using, like, whatever. So why wouldn't you play live? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, and I do it. It's, like, made its way into the way I engineer also. Like, there's right. a little... You know, like when you solo the vocal and then like just bring the instrumental back in for the drop or something like that. It's just it it it's all kind of become one thing at this point, you know. But I I really enjoy it. Also, like my all my early heroes did it, and so yeah. like who's that, your earliest hero? Probably like in this sort of space, it would probably be like Kraftwerk or like Neil Young did that electronic record that fucking blew he my did? mind, dude. It's amazing. <laughs> did he really? Dude, it's so fucking cool. I think that I think that. We should do a bunch of remixes of wow, it. Wow, I just like, learned something today. <laughs> the, the story is that he, um, his his son has some learning disability, and he bought a vocoder, and and started messing around with it, and he found that his son could like understand what he was saying a lot more easily. But like anyway, so all these live musicians doing stuff. But I think that things got blown open for me in like the club music as a live. Uh, venue was Mode Selector. They were the first people. That's funny because yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah, they and were the like, first people. We just I saw. went to the show the other night. Yeah. to the Motorat show, which I love Motorat. Don't get me wrong, but no, totally. Mode Selector for me was like really one of the first like albums I heard that I was just like, this is fucking insane. Yeah, and like the, I'm from Miami, so I like IDM. Ah, and. It's also like they worked with Otto really early on, Otto von Skirak. So totally like hearing some German people like with Otto doing a hyper hyper cover. Dude, dude, that <laughs> shit blew my <laughs> like, fucking mind. Yeah, like that was like one of the first. I was just starting to DJ. I was interning at a record label, and I was just like, I don't know what on the hell this is or how to say it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but these people are fucking insane, and I'm so down. Dude, totally. I mean. For me, uh, I didn't grow up like listening to club music per se. I grew up listening to rap, but in the fucking car. You know, that was like, I went to punk rock shows and like there wasn't good club music where I grew up. I grew up in like the suburbs of LA and like the sort of replacement that you have for that is like really good punk and like hardcore bands and stuff. And that's where like the energy comes out and the sweat happens. But like they, I was always really into uh, into electronic music, but they had just enough rap in there Yeah. that I could be like, okay. So like I heard I, the first track that I really got into was, was 20007 with TTC. And I had no idea what oh the fuck God, they were talking yeah. about. And they had a grime remix of that, right? I didn't know that. 
I believe you, though. I'm pretty sure they had, like, yeah, because it was in French. Yes. It was totally in French. And I had no idea what the fuck they were saying. No, I'm thinking of the song with Jacuzzi. Yes, there was a grimy mix. There was mix a grimy mix, sorry. No, no. And, uh, and I was just getting into TTC as well. Yes. And it was like all coming together. I was like, what the fuck is all of this? Well, and I'm Anyways. looking over and I'm, you know, and I was like, I grew up in, in, on the West Coast listening to like Dr. Dre and Missy Elliott and like, you know, whatever, but certainly not techno. Like I loved Kraftwerk, but like my introduction to techno was not American techno at all. Yeah, it was same. Like, it was like well, Kraftwerk to me was like every Miami bass song sampled it, so I didn't even know it was techno. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> well, and, and you need those bridges, I feel yeah. like, to to make these clean sort of jumps into new genres. And they did that for me with techno, you know. And it like it broadens your mind a little bit, and. Uh, it's just like one of those things where they had just enough of a like I feel like they make everything they do catchy in a way that hip hop always has to be you know even if they're these like short loops or something like that I feel like there's an ethos with rap where you know the short term of rap tends to be more catchy whether it's the beat or like you know one or two lines you know like yeah. in, any, in any big Sean song outside of the hook he has one line that everybody remembers you know what I mean and like and like Timbaland's one bar beats and stuff like that. So techno as like a big thing is like hard to bite into when you come from like the land of guitars. Yeah. No, so I, I feel that for sure. They made it a little bit easier on me. And yeah. they always played live and always did a fucking amazing job, you know? I just remember <laughs> the first time I saw Mode Selector was at Studio B in Brooklyn. And I was like so excited. Well, that must have been way back. It was a really long time ago. And it was when the album was out. Mm-hmm. Hello. Mo- Hello, Mom. Hello, Mom. Yeah. It was Hello Mom, before, the one with Hyper Hyper. No, that's Happy Birthday. Happy Birthday. Yeah. Right. They're both like weird. Um, They're both apparently autobiographical. I don't know why. Those, <laughs> but those, those names really mean something. <laughs> I, I, they're so funny. So they played Hyper Hyper and like I'm in the front like by myself. And I think I might have told the story on this podcast before. But like I look next to me and I just see Bjork by herself, <laughs> like going fucking crazy on the dance floor to that song. And I'm like. I think I love Bjork like a hundred times more than I already did. Totally. Because like there's no one around her. She's just like being weird, like in the front, and so am I. Yeah, and she's like wh- she's like, I'm just a fan. Just, yeah. just like leave me alone. <laughs> and like, of course she would be a fan, you know? Yeah, but, totally. Yeah, like that was like the first time I had seen them and I was so excited. And I've seen them in Berlin a few times. Really? Um and their fans in Berlin are like these tiny kids that are just like obsessed with them. Yo, that that's what blew my mind. Yeah. Like I was in Berlin last summer uh, for Sonar and then I went over to, uh, well, I was in Barcelona and then went over to Berlin just to see Roman Hila, who uh, is this like amazing uh, experimental electronics guy. He was playing at Trezor and I just like went on a whim because it's like super easy to, yeah. to shoot around in Europe. It fucking rules. So easy in Berlin. Yeah. And so I just wound up there and then it turned out that there were a bunch of, it was during Fête de la Musique, which is like a really cool version of uh, CMJ. Yeah. <laughs> but like more public. And I think that in Mauer Park, Stormzy was supposed to play, but like the word on the street was he didn't personally know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. So like a week before, he was like, "What? Like I'm not playing that show." And <laughs> like, so they got seeing all these posters. Like I'm not on there. <laughs> totally. And they got Mode Selector, and they played last. And the whole time, I'm looking at the audience, and I'm like, "This is not what I remember." 
you know, seeing them in New York. Yeah, no, it's, it's like really young, like punk kids. Yeah, totally. And they were fucking, oh, going they were so insane. into it. And there's like explosions and shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. It was, it, it was, was totally unreal. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, when I, I saw that too, and I was just like, this is, I get it now. Mm-hmm, like, this mm-hmm. is, I just remember these little kids, like, face paint, and they were like going so crazy. And one of them, like, jumped on me and hugged me. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, okay, cool. And he's like, don't worry, I'm gay. I'm not hitting on you. And I was like, it's cool, dude. Like, but they were like, he was probably like 16 years old. So you, you got know? like a gentle dagger from a 16 year old. Yeah, like, German he was just dude. so excited about both <laughs> It's just all rave love, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, they were like so stoked. And I was like, this is making me like super happy right now. That, yeah. Like these kids, because I mean, kids are cool here, but like they have a lot more freedom over there to like wild out. So that's totally true. Yeah. So like seeing them like go that crazy. And I also saw them at a boiler room there. That was great that I think that they headlined. That was extra fun with with laser sword. Oh, dude, that <laughs> yeah, that laser sword record is so unreal. It's so good. It's so good. And then like, but that's like my shit. Like I like like dark techno-y, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. broken. Like then there's with, not a lot of it. And with like the rap backbone though, again, yeah. like they do oh, a really they play good job of that. Juicy J. <laughs> Who the neighbors at Bergheim? Oh, Laser Sword did. Did they get fucking like no. banned for life? <laughs> I can't believe they. I think it was like pre, way too much internet. Like it was probably like 2011. That's the so right like time. no, yeah, like no one really said anything, but they definitely played that, and I remember being like, oh shit, like. Dude, I love that they played Bergheim. I didn't know that that was like something because I saw them at like Glasslands way back, and yeah, they're like a dead ringer for like a Glasslands 285 headliner, you know, in their heyday. But like, I love that they were playing fucking Bergheim. That's yeah. that's the best. News <laughs> I saw I've them on the day. main floor, <sighs> and I think it was a crazy lineup. But it was the week of that same boiler room. I saw Mode Selector. And like it was them, and then like Joy O upstairs. It was like the what weirdest shit. That's like not. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been ready for that at all if I was going into Bergheim and I didn't know who no, was playing. No, I know that's the thing. It was like if you weren't ready for that laser sword set, like pl- like playing. They played like GCJ and they played like just you know the craziest laser sword shit. I was just like, I wonder what like the because it wasn't Panorama Bar; it was the main yeah room. And I was like, they're really fucking going there. I love that because <laughs> like, I know I have friends who have like been banned from playing clubs in New York because yeah. they dropped like Gwen Stefani or something. Oh, I've like, this isn't yelled serious at. Enough. I got yelled at at a techno after hours for playing a 130 BPM like kind of liquidy trappy, but not like uh, aggressive song with um, with Gucci Mane lyrics when and they yelled at me for playing rap and there was no monitor and I was like you can't have like expect me to take you seriously on some techno shit when there's no fucking monitor right right do not that sucks (laughs) that's also bullshit because this is a fucking hip-hop city like, We're in Brooklyn. Chill the fuck out, dude. When I when I first started doing my live set, I was like so terrified, like because you know nine times out of ten I play with DJs. You know, yeah. it's like really rare that it's like a bunch of live dudes because it like it, at least in the club space it's not nearly as common. And I was so terrified at the beginning. I always had just in case loaded into my Ableton set all about the Benjamins, just to, just <laughs> in case it went like move, yeah. just in case it went really pear shaped. I'd be like, hang on, okay, that's fine. You guys, you got it, guys. Like no problem. I always had this test, like, when I first started DJing that, like, 
if you play Show Me Love and it doesn't go off, you're fucked for the rest of the <laughs> night and like it just doesn't matter. So is the idea that like you should be able to play that at any time at any club and, and it, it should, should go off? And it should be okay and if no one moves and it's mad quiet, then like don't even, like don't worry about it if yeah. nothing else goes well. Oh man. And I, I have that test with Rihanna. I, I, I'll play Rihanna no matter what. I'm aware of that. And yeah, like <laughs> like now I'm like, okay, I just played like bitch better have my money or whatever and no one's down. No one's going to be down for anything. Totally. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, I remember I went to a dubstep party like ages ago that my friend was throwing and it was like staring at the sun fucking like I don't know that like just like the type of raves that I just never go to uh, but you know <laughs> like, but total like you know dubstep in its heyday like EDC like that kind of shit yeah and like that's cool people are having a great time but I my friend was playing and it was the day Whitney Houston died oh god and he dropped a remix of uh, I want to dance with somebody that was like really good and everyone was just like what the fuck when's the drop <laughs> you know cause like you're not gonna have like a hard fucking jackhammer drop in the middle of that shit right and I was like I was just like, this is great. And I like my lighter in the air and stuff. And everyone was just like, what's going no on? No one even understood. Like, yeah, yeah I know. I, I was get like, it. That was that night I realized. I was like, there's, in life, there are all, there are a bunch of people that you don't need to worry about impressing. And that's, yeah. that's part of growing up. And like, up. sometimes this is not going to work at all. Well, I'm excited to see what you have out soon. I, 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 I have a lot of stuff a-brewing. I mean, there's like, it's always this funny position where I mean I, I'm curious about your experience like being part of such a tight-knit family like mix pack because like I'm, I always find myself in this space where if I don't have any tracks like in the backlog then I'm like oh shit I don't have any tracks in the backlog like what am I do like what's a year from now gonna look like release wise but then if I have a bunch I'm like oh I gotta get these placed like what am I you know like I have all these things I'm sitting on and then you feel weird either way well if you're sitting on them they're new to everybody else yeah totally you know but it's just all about like you know, th there's. I've always had a thing with making something and being really passionate about it in the moment. And then, like, you know, with a proper record, you have so many months between when you finished it and when it actually comes yeah. out. Um, or if you have, like, a lot of features on the record, maybe you finished, like, everything except, you know, the thing that you're waiting for the feature on. So it can be this, like, mind game where you're like, I'm still into this. Yeah, I feel you. Like, I, and I was talking to Jay Hood about that last recording. Like, he was like his album was pretty much everything old to him. Yeah. But like when it comes out, it's not old to him. Exactly. And I, I felt that way about my album. By the time my album come out, it, it had been two years. Yeah, totally. And it was totally new to everybody else. But it's like in your head, it's like this weird feeling. Yeah, and like it's you have to. I mean, I'm sure that like all the love, like I mean, and and. I mean, for your full length, it was like such a, it must have been like having a baby, you know? Yeah, it but, was, but it was also like, holy shit, I've heard these songs like 5,000 times. <laughs> and I'm still so hyped about yeah. them. <laughs> so like, the bus I'm, now. <laughs> like other people being hyped about it, like helped me be hyped about it for sure. Because yeah. like, it was like, oh, they haven't heard this. And I didn't even have time to send anybody the album, like to check this out or like, no, whatever. I remember like, I asked you for it. And I, nobody, we, were at, we were at a show and you were like, hang on. And you like texted me like a Dropbox <laughs> yeah. link. You're like, see ya. Like, yeah. <laughs> because I like didn't send it to anybody. Yeah. Like, which usually is something that I would, I like usually can't wait. Mm -hmm. just, I'm like, here, just, it's not mastered, but just here I did it, you know, yeah, but exciting. with that, there was so much going on that like, I didn't even send it to like my friends. Well, but I, so, so within like the mix pack family, like obviously you have support from Dre and like, you know, and yeah, like your family, 
did that did that help temper that a little bit? Because well, like Dre I mean, knows how to release proper. a record. Yeah, and Dre was be- like in on the whole record. Like sure, he yeah. definitely like was there, listened to every song over and over again, helped me sequence it. I mean, he's put together albums. He put together the Vibes album and the Popcon album. Totally. So I'm gonna trust every piece of advice or feedback that he has on it, everything. It's so great to have that. Yeah, it is. It's somebody like him doing it, and I don't think that it would have come out the way it was without him. People forget this, and like I I know this from working in studios and stuff like that, but I mean, it was really driven home, but I didn't realize this when I was more holed up just making electronic music before I was like a professional engineer, like a lot of the time. And I'm not a professional engineer at this moment, for example. Um, <laughs> no. But like, but making records is a fucking team sport, you mm-hmm. know? Like, and even if you're making a bunch of beats on your own, like, I mean, like when I first started doing uh, like hip hop sessions, you know, like a, the most common misconception about a hip hop session is that the, the crew is like your enemy as the engineer or the producer or something like that. Right. And it couldn't be further. For, I have so many people who are like, oh, you want me to help manage this crowd? And I'm like, no, like you if you get the room in your favor and get the vibe going in the right direction toward the artist, it's going to be the best possible thing. Even if it's a song yeah. that like, even if there's, you know, nothing going on with anyone but like one person, you know, in front of the mic or whatever. It's such and an as nitpicky tool. as I want to be sometimes about myself and like how stubborn I want to be, at the end of the day, I'm like, I've never put together an album before, so I should probably listen to the person that does it all the time. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. I, I mean, th- it's 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 so easy to to like lose perspective, you know, like could get some. I mean, I'm always sending stuff to people and like trying to get you know, as much as I can. Cause there are, there are a handful of people in my life I can play stuff for and they're like, wow, I love it. It's cool. Or like the sounds are amazing. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite and least favorite comments, you know? Um, but like just having some people that you trust, you know? And, and I feel like in 2017 that in many ways is like the function of a proper label is that you have people that you trust artistically yeah. also. I mean, I feel really blessed to, to have that, to be honest. And I think that it, it's been, I mean, I've been working with them since like 2008 or 2009, probably. That's fucking awesome. That's a long time. Yeah. No or at least been working with Dre, whether we threw parties for a while mm-hmm. and then he signed, he signed my first EP in like 2012, maybe. I remember that. That's what yeah. I remember. Yeah. So I feel really lucky because like it's been like a family thing, but I've mm-hmm. always been friends with Dre and like we've always bounced ideas off each other since we met. Well, that's how it should be. It should be. On the electronics message board. uh, I was talking about, I was talking to Wheezy about this the other day. Like, we're both in the studio alone a lot. Yeah. And he was like, can we just try to take it back to, like, the AIM days when we used to just, like, send shit to each other, like, all the time really quickly? Because, and I was just like, yeah, we should do that. Like, no, AIM was like for any drum and bass DJ, like, still has it. And it's like, it has an away message, like, to this day. Like, I'm away, but send tunes to yep. like here, or my thing is open, or whatever. And exactly, it's like, it yeah. makes the world a little bit less like it's just more stimulating and stuff, you know. Yeah, I I always send everything to Star Eyes. Yeah, and I probably will to you <laughs> for I'm, feedback. I'm thrilled, just thrilled. <laughs> I mean, I, you need those other ears, like fresh ears too, that oh, haven't completely. heard the song 400 times. Well, the the track that I that I made for your compilation I like literally was working on the day that you asked me for one and I was like I, and I didn't 
I was just like, wow, I think that this track that I happen to be sitting in front of would be really good. And I was like, no, I'm going to start something fresh, you know, or whatever. And the more I listened to it, I was just like, fuck, I just have to send this one. Like, this is perfect. Yeah, you know? it's so good. But I love the, it. Thank you. Because I sent it to you and I, I remember like maybe like over underselling it a little bit. I was like, let me know what you think of this. And like, and because like, I think the, the one you have is like an edit that's yeah. kind of a different version than the original one I had. And you just responded in all capital letters. And I was like, <laughs> I was like working or something like that. And I remember just like seeing the text message out of the corner of my eye and I couldn't read it, but it was just like all capital letters. I was like, sweet. No, good. it's like everything I wanted to hear from like, here's her tune. It's like the perfect like Magic City song, which you guys will hear soon. Oh, it's so fucking cool. Where can I find you on the internet and tell everybody that you are? Everything slash Astrolith. And I'm I'm everywhere in New York. Yeah. That's... So so it's literally Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, Astrolith. A-S-T-R-O-L-I-T-H. Sick. It's Googleable. It's you. It's hard are, to find a Googleable name these uh, days. I am not Googleable. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, I I feel a little jealous. Like you and Jeep get all this like misdirected fan mail, and like I want that. Jeep's is the best. I know. <laughs> Doctor Jeep just gets like, where can I find this Jeep? Like all yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've been comparing ours lately. I just get like weird like like things in India and like. Wait, why in India? I guess Jubilee is like. I don't really know, like, but I get a lot of like really weird messages from people in India, and um, and mm. I don't understand them. But it's friendly. <laughs> I don't really sure. know. Yeah. And, and then it likes anything called the anything jubilee. I'll just get tagged in. But it's anything from like a school course to like what? Yeah, I I I will show you. It's really weird. That's, I it, post them every once in a while because I'm just like, oh, this is all like all my fan page like tags. No, my fi my favorite Instagrams are like things that are my favorite social media posts these days are things that I see from you about <laughs> people asking for guest list wrong. <laughs> And um, and then there's another one that I follow that's like only like men's intros uh, on uh, Tinder. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a good one. Those are pretty exciting. They're and, all the same. I mean, I, I always look at those things and I'm like, and I, every time I read one, I'm just like, great. I would never do that. I'm a good person. Yeah, yeah, I think. totally. Yeah, you're just like, God, really? People do that? And, and then you follow one of those accounts and you're like whoa a lot of people do this dude they, it's fucking yeah. crazy like i can't believe it i mean you must be up to your eyeballs and that stuff like <laughs> well i keep i had a funny thing happen today actually where this person kept keeps he messages me every once in a while on instagram just like hey hi 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 <laughs> hey and i never really answer and today he said what's your number and there's <laughs> i don't the know fuck? if you know this but like you can just respond with a heart. Oh, I love that. Well, if I accidentally just... pressed it oh, in response. You like, can't take it back. So Yeah, I know. And then he just <laughs> sent back like a bunch of question marks. And I was like, fuck. And he, like, it is a producer. <laughs> like, yeah, well, like is around, but I'm just like, oh man, now I have to like, I don't want to give anybody my number ever. But you that's, know? but that's just like the super troll version of like your read notifications that you have yeah. set up. Oh, I remember yeah. I warned you. I was like, you just so you know, you have your read notifications turned on. You're like, I know. Yeah, it's that for, means for, like I read people. your shit, and if I don't answer, then I don't want to. <laughs> Anyways, so we can find you on the internet. We are going to have a mix from Astrolith right now. Thank you for listening. I hope there are many exclusive tunes in here that you God have been working right. on. <laughs> Let's do it. God damn right. <laughs>
This is Astrolith. I'm here with Jubilee, and this is the pregame. Put 
you really wanna party with me. Ain't all we trust. Yo, it's somebody said you heard of us, yo, we murder us. A lot of niggas just wondering and they curious. I mean, that my niggas do be this so mysterious. Furious, all of my niggas is serious. Shut niggas be walking around fearing us. Front niggas like you don't wanna be hearing us. Gotta listen to how radio be playing us. So you comment, they shoot and make it mysterious. Damage and everything all up in your areas. So it's funny how all the chickens be always serving us. So all in between the ass, where they wanna carry us. If you're good, then I hit them off with the alias. Oh, shit, my whole thing, Victoria. Uh, Nigga, no pictures, niggas, it's the state of warrior. Uh, Why you feeling that? I know you be feeling so glorious. Uh, I'm 
It's that strange touch, strange touch. That, weird swagger. that weird swagger, that bizarre style, bizarre style. That, awkward flavor. that awkward flavor. Bitches wonder why I'm so unique in the bed. I never answer shit and drop my dick on their head like...
Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The pregame with Jubilee on Thump.